from calling out corrupt politics, citing the United States Constitution, to exploring American history. We are the relentless patriots. Now, without further ado, here is the most relentless patriot of them all, the relentless patriot Frank. Good evening, America. This is Relentless Patriot Frank. Wanted to welcome you all to another episode of the Relentless Patriots. Tonight's reading will be from the, actually from a Baptist minister, John Leland. Um, he lived in 1754 to 1841, and he helped lead the fight to ratify the Constitution in Massachusetts at the time. He wrote the Yankee Spy article under the pseudonym of Jack Nips, you know, false alias, to champion the separation of church and state. And the reason why I'm reading about this tonight is how it relates to the current Ukraine and Russia crisis and why our country, in specific, should stop supporting other nations in which we have nothing to do with other than money laundering, human sex trafficking, and any other evil that's despicable um, and how our country needs to finally secede from, not just from England, but from our tyrannical government. And we, the people, need to install a, you know, to instill a better one. So let's start real quick with the questions that this Baptist minister was asked. And, um, the question is, he was being interviewed and it said, Why are men obliged every year to pay their taxes? The answer, to support government. What is government, one might ask? The government here intended is the mutual compact of a certain body of people for the general safety of their lives, liberty, and property. Are all systems of civil government founded in compact? No. Successful robbers and tyrants have founded their systems in conquest. Enthusiasts and, and priest-ridden people have founded theirs in grace, while men without merit have founded their system in birth, but the true principle that all Gentile nations should found, should found their government upon is compact. What have you to say about the Federal Constitution of America? It is a novelty in the world, partly confederate and partly consolidate, partly directly elective and partly elective one or two removes from the people. But one of the great excellencies of the Constitution is that no religious test is ever to be required to qualify any officer and then in any part of the government. To say that the Constitution is perfect will be too high upon the, fall the fallibility of the framers of it. Yet this may be said, that it is the best national machine that is now in existence. What is your opinion of having a Bill of Rights to a Constitution of Government? Whenever it is understood that all power is in the monarch... That subjects possess nothing of their own, but receive all from their uh, potentiate or potentate, then the liberty of the people is commensurate with the Bill of Rights that is squeezed out of the monarch. After the conquest of William, the government of England was completely monarchical, guys, as a lot of you know until the reign of King John. When the Magna Carta was given to the people, this has often been mentioned in America as a sufficient reason for the Bill of Rights, which is also true. The Magna Carta was the Bill of Rights for 
for everyone around the world. To preface each constitution, but in Republican representative governments like those of America, where it is understood that all power is originally in the people, and that all is still retained in their hands, except so much as for a limited time is given to the rulers, where is the propriety of having a Bill of Rights? In this view, no such bill is found in the federal constitution. But it is not my intention at this time to dispute the point of property or improperty of a Bill of Rights, but shall only add that the liberty of the people depends more upon the organization of government, the responsibility of rulers, and the faithful discharge of the officers than it does upon any Bill of Rights that could be named. If the Constitution should be revised, and anything about religion should be said in it, the following paragraph is proposed. To prevent the evils that have heretofore been occasioned in the world by religious establishments. Well, that's a very interesting sentence, everybody. I'll read that again. To prevent the evils that have been occasioned in the world by religious establishments, and to keep up the proper distinction between religion and politics, no religious test shall ever be requested as a qualification of any officer. In any department of this government, neither shall the legislator under this constitution ever establish any religion by law, give any one sect a preference to another, or force any man in the commonwealth to part with his property for the support of religious worship or the maintenance of ministers of the gospel. That is a very interesting read and answer about the separation of church and state and the definition of taxes. However, has that obviously been going on lately? Can we honestly say the church is separate from the government when they themselves, and yes, Pope Francis, I'm talking directly to you and directly to your, to your parishes, to your proprietors of uh, tyranny and globalistic domination. Yes, I'm talking to you, Pope Francis, about your disgusting throne room where Jesus Christ is not sitting on a cross behind you, but the evil... Uh, statue-like look-alike of Satan. So, if we're talking about the separation of church and state and the evils of our government, are they really that much different? When the government is giving our children woke education 24-7 and the brainwashing from Walt Disney, you know, and, and the brainwashing of any cartoon that they watch or Sesame Street or any type of public school education system where... They are telling five and six-year-olds that it's okay to do sexual, disgusting things to themselves and each other. Or when you have Netflix movies like Cuties. Or when you have all these other shows that show 11 and 12-year-olds having three ways and having it be okay. And then you have the religious sect under Pope Francis telling everyone that... Black Lives Matter and that globalistic domination is what the church should be about and that we should all support the commonwealth of that rather than pray to Jesus for peace. Pray to God. Be a religious good person. But meanwhile, no, no. We're going to support the communist regime. How does that make sense? How does any of this make sense? And now suddenly we're going to support the Ukraine as if there's some type of a, you know, conservative Catholic nation, quote-unquote, that so many of you have described the Ukraine as. 
or any conservative talk show host. That it, it, it doesn't make any sense that a socialist nation that has neo-Nazis in it doing terrible things to their own people. They were one of the first countries to instill the vaccine passports and mandates. How are they a Catholic nation? How do we consider that some type of a religious sect where we're supposed to just help them out of the goodness of our hearts when we the people are suffering here at home? How does that make any sense? So again, tonight's going to be further about talking about the current Russian and Ukraine crisis, even though I call it the globalistic communistic crisis. I'm going to share some extra information with you guys in terms of why we should not, that don't know, is a huge organ harvesting business. Huge. Through human sex trafficking, through the slave trade, they get them both through voluntary and involuntary means. So when we talk about voluntary, we're talking about young men and women in the Middle East countries whose poverty is so immense, so immense, that selling an organ is quickly aligned with quick cash and food on the table. So who pays these refugees of the Middle East? Who pays these desperate poor people for their organs? The Ukraine. And then we have the involuntary, which is big business throughout Europe, the U.S., and China. Ukraine, in its massive corruptness, massive corruptness, has become a hub with the help of the United States Navy to build two seaports for drug and human trafficking. The mainstream media loudly asserts otherwise, but the facts have been available and produced countless times over decades for the past 30 years. Vinny, how are you, sir? I'm glad you can join us tonight. Uh, let me bring you on camera real quick. I didn't have a chance to introduce you. Guys, this is Relentless Pentry, Vinny. He is part of the Conservative Veterans Society, the CSV. And um, he's a big Confederate, big history buff like myself. Let's get him on here so we can talk further about Ukraine and why no one should be supporting them. While we're getting him on, guys, we're going to continue to read here. This is from a awesome website that loves telling the truth. It's called HelenaGlass.net. And they hit the nail on the head every single time they talk about stuff like this. And my question to you and everybody else out there is why do governments exist? It's the same question that was brought up to that Baptist that I read, that I read his story from, his quotations from. Simply what? To collect taxes and to cause chaos? That's exactly it. Vinny, how are you, sir? Good. How are you? My Confederate buddy. That's Brother right. Another mother. A lot of things going on in the Ukraine that I wish I could take back myself. But you know what? Our government, as usual, always likes to dabble in this disgusting nonsense. And they always like to put their nose where it doesn't belong for profiteering. Did you see Biden's comment about how he wishes, or what was it? He wanted to enter Ukraine but couldn't. That was comment number one. And there was a second comment yes. uh, made by some actor, um, something I think his last name was Penn or something along the lines of that. Sean Penn. He's a, Sean Penn. And, and he's he said a communist like, socialist who supports Cuban, you know, uh, supports Fidel Castro, by the way, guys, for those of you that don't know you know, don't know. He wanted the president. Of, this is what really I, I couldn't stop laughing. He wanted the president 
of Ukraine to come to California to watch the, what is the Oscars, the red carpet event? That's correct. And I'm thinking, like, if you truly are in the middle of a war, there's no common sense thinking right there. <laughs> no, and besides, if Sean Penn is a socialist conspirator, if he's a traitor to this country, which I deem him as, then why or why is he in, inviting someone from the Ukraine, in this particular case, the president, who is actually a socialist himself, to watch other socialists celebrate themselves? Oh, that's right, because they all believe in it. It's common sense to know that Ukraine is not a conservative Catholic nation the way it's described by mainstream conservative news hosts like Ben Shapiro, and even, I can't even believe I'm saying this, Mike Savage. How can yeah. any one of these people support, support Ukraine and deem them as a worthy country to support and help out and defend? As if they were America itself. It's disgusting. And how can people possibly call themselves conservatives if they believe in giving money to another country? That's not what conservatism is. And, like, to your point, if you think about it like this, think about how you kind of shift the thought process as a group. So you have what I call an issue of groupthink. And what that means is that if you look back to when this whole nonsense started, first it was the face coverings, that mandatory, that people wanted right. the mandatory to mandatory to fly, to shop, to go anywhere. You had to deal with that, and that was the, the big virtue signal was that. Then you had the fist up in the air for that particular movement in 2020 during the rioting. That's right. Uh, it's then it shifted back to the jab. So, you know, if you had a, a jab thing in your Facebook profile, then you were, you know, good or you're with the in crowd. And as those uh, two trends are kind of dying out, the biggest trend that we're seeing now is the, uh, the Ukraine flag colors. That's right. being used as right. a virtue signal. The same way they did it with it, That's right. And it's, it's a thing about business. Why couldn't people help the small businesses that were struggling or those that tried to stand up against the mandates? But all of a sudden now, as you know, Fauci went missing for practically a month, you know, he kind of went to the wayside. You know, the fear level's going down. They need a new crisis. And it's manufactured uh, beliefs is what they're doing. They're basically telling you, this That's is what you got to think. This is what you have to believe. And again, this is not us saying, that, okay, this is a liberal source. No, no Republicans doing this. That's Both correct. Sides which is, which is utterly disgusting. Geraldo Rivera, which he's not even a Republican. To no. be, and this is, it, it proves that, you know, you can have people on both sides that are either very good or very bad uh, policy-wise. And Geraldo is one of those that he is on, claims to be on the right side, but his values and his beliefs tend to go more to the left. And I think it's a joke when you have that on Fox News, like Chris Wallace was another one before he left. Um, and it's an eye-opener when Fox News is telling you you have to support, you know, what country you have to support or donate money to this. We should not be poking our noses. And I really love those conservatives that will say, don't get involved with Ukraine, but then they're too busy promoting, you know, cherries for them or getting involved with that. So right, which, which, completely, because getting involved, we're not getting involved, period. Right. I got a lot of flack for saying that I tend to side more with Russia because I do believe that they are more in the right with this whole situation. And if you know the whole history of both nations, it is very complicated. It is not as simple as they're portraying it on TV. And it should also be a red flag when you look at Ukraine with their history of crimes against humanity, trafficking. They have a huge problem there with the um, bioethics. I know they made the labs that are U.S.-owned in Ukraine. And if you look at who has a vested interest in that country, it is Pelosi, it is Biden, and I think it's Kerry. And there was another one, another right. major they were, the, they were the biggest Hillary Clinton Foundation donor from 1999 
2014. That's two decades of our money and Democrat money and taxes and this and that going to these fools. That's right. And it's, it's sad and because if it, you think about it, the other big thing too, I heard this recently because I talked to a woman who was very insightful um, on the whole issue and she sided more with Russia and she was explaining that, you know, in Russia and in Ukraine, there's an issue with wheat. So kind of like they use wheat almost like a currency because there's different grades of it. There is high quality wheat. There is, you know, medium quality. And there's low quality. There was even apparently some kind of black market for like wheat, a, a really low quality one. They were selling like stuff that you'd be using in feeds. So what you're going to see now that Russia has been completely closed off is Ukraine is going to be hurting for wheat. So what's probably going to happen is Monsanto, which also had a vested interest in that country, will most likely be outsourcing their labs to Africa, further exploiting the country, and then using right. GM wheat. So then what you're going to see is just like that one country, they did it, I believe it was South America, a whole documentary on what Monsanto did down there and, you know, the GM, the GM crop. And what they're doing is the crop has a built-in pesticide and they spray the fields, horrible toxins, you know, it runs oh, off into communities. That's what's going to be happening in Africa. And you're going to see it probably in Ukraine as well, years later with the... Uh, well, they already are threatening, you know, with, especially with Biden already threatening the national food shortages and all this other stuff. Well, they're the ones creating it. They are. You know, and what pisses me off about the Ukraine, I was reading from an article here uh, before you got on about organ harvesting and how Ukraine is also big on that. Uh, and it says here that sometimes the children are sold by their own parents at birth. No birth record means the child is lost in the criminal lee. Once the child reaches four years old, they are either sold to a pedophile brothel or harvested, which is utterly disgusting, people. Children crossing borders unattended by parents are easily subject to these mafia criminals. And Ukraine is one of those big places, along with Germany and in also in Afghanistan, where boys are given to older men for the sexual gratification of the elder. And the sexual education of the child is, you know, basically they're told that, yes, you have to do this so that way your family can survive. You got to do this because we're going to pay your family money, but you got to give up your your soul, in order to save them. It's a $40 billion industry, guys. And between the United Nations, the EU, and the United States, and all Western nations, they're turning a blind eye and doing nothing because, let's face it, some of our top-tier, quote-unquote, people are part of this fucking ring. And it's been like this for quite some time. And the fact of the matter is, we're supporting human sex trafficking. We're supporting um, child sex slaves. And also now I hear that they're pulling them from foster care. They're taking them out from there and selling them that way. According to a State Department report, the U.S. is the number one country for this. I just... And then we have money. We always have money to support other nations. We never have enough money to protect homeless people. We never have enough Veterans. money to protect the children. We just want to brainwash them and tell them that you know, sexual adventures at five or six years old, six years old is okay. It, it's infuriating to me. What about the veterans? Church, the church is saying nothing against it either. They haven't decided to have a holy coalition against this evil because they're also a part of it. Pope Francis is a huge pedophile. He's a huge Satanist. You ever see his throne room? I mean, he's got the, the, the mirage of Satan right behind him. That's not Jesus Christ. I always show people that went picture woke. all the time and they don't believe me. So, here's the thing about Ukraine. 
they became a, a source. And we're going back 20, 25 years ago since then. They became a source of sellers charging $200,000 for one kidney. Could this relate to Ukraine's annual population reduction as well? Because Ukraine uh, isn't exactly a rich nation and people die all the time there, a lot more than the United States. Is, it, is, it, it is also impossible, guys, to know Ukraine's age demographics, given that they don't conduct censuses and declare people that are still living in the Ukraine as um, the word I'm looking for is living. They Because what they do is they take the person, let's just say you take a four-year-old, like I said before, and they go missing. They don't consider a person a person or a citizen until they're four years old. So it's, you wonder why the, the, their population isn't too high. You wonder why people go missing all the time there. You wonder That's why the scary. same thing is because they don't, they don't conduct a population consensus until you're four years old. So they want you to go missing. They want children to go missing. So that way they can hide the statistics about what their population is there. And they're, through that, they're able to hide their human sex trafficking and organ harvesting. Now, it says here, and this is even more gross, and, and this is also proof. When Russia announced, and Putin specifically announced, he was going to cleanse Ukraine of its Nazification and militarism. It shelled airports, seaports, and media towers. Shipping companies have halted shipments to Ukraine's ports given the value of their quote-unquote merchandise. Humans. Air transport has been halted through an airport for market and time-sensitive deliveries, quote-unquote. Meanwhile, Zelensky was playing active role of the grieving patriot before the European Union with tears in his eyes, exclaiming that he wasn't just fighting for Ukraine, but for the New World Order. So... The New World Order would appear heavily entrenched in the drug and human trafficking mafia, as we, as we all know anyway. In a series of five videos published between 2017 and 2020, Ronald Bernard, a Dutch banker entrenched in the globalist cabal, revealed that the requirement for members to achieve the status of the upper echelon is to kill a child without being filmed. Sounds an awful lot about like Hollywood pedophilia, if you ask me. And they've been doing that for quite some time, too, along with Hillary Clinton and her cronies. So it's the that same thing. Way back. So People don't he, know that, but there was a whole special where, I don't know if you know the actress, Joan Crawford? John Crawford, yes. Uh, I, some people know Mommy Dearest. Uh, that's where she became well-known. They don't know, what they don't tell you about Joan Crawford was that all of her children were adopted, and I think just about all were from this one woman who was a prolific. I, I consider her a serial killer because she had a high mortality rate at her orphanage, which should have been called a trafficking center. What happened was, this is back in the 30s and 40s, um, a whole group of kids who'd go out there and would basically steal people's children and then put them up for adoption. And it was the one Christopher that Joan Crawford had. The mom found out where he was and took her child back from Joan. And Joan was distraught. And you would think that Having experienced what happened as an actress, she would have spoken up about this. She was completely quiet on this. And that's a part of history that Hollywood loves to try to cover because this went on for a while. I know a lot of people are getting into what happened at Disney World. Like they, they busted that whole trafficking operation in Disneyland. 
that is nothing new. This was going on for ages. That that's whole organization. Remember, they had Adventure Island there, remember? And they had it always right. closed down. You couldn't go in. And then suddenly, magically, they had guards there, armed guards. Sorry, this place is closed down. Yeah, I wonder what's going on behind behind the door there. It's scary. And it's something that, like, I will... And as a kid, you know, we all like Disney for the most part. Like, look, I, as a kid, you know, you'd watch the classics, which are now being canceled. But I will never... Looking back now at what Disney has become, I will oh. never support them. I refuse to sell it. There's a Disney uh, Plus account or something. I refuse to even buy one. I mean, Walt um, Disney I is a pedophile himself, one. guys. You know, like, Disney himself was a pedophile. He enjoyed small children being around him, just like Michael Jackson did. And it's like, what, what, what else are we going to uncover now? That the, the whole or entire world someone... is filled with pedophiles? I mean, and yet they get a slap on the wrist these days, according to the law. That they're just special people who need special things. Yeah, like completely ruining a little child's life. Is that really worth it to let a pedophile go? It's disgusting. Now, now here's something else here. Ten days ago, a credible source was the subject of... It says credit, credit suicide was the subject of, of a hack in which 30,000 clients attached to torture... Drug trafficking, money laundering, corruption, and human trafficking were revealed in many published by a German newspaper. The largest clients in a leak came from Ukraine, Thailand, Egypt, and Venezuela. The leak also includes the Vatican. Oh, there you go. I just said it. The Swiss bank is considered a collaborator, according to the hacker. Credit Suisse is involved as a co-conspirator in this mafia criminal schematic and yet felt obliged to fire their chairman of the, cre of the board last month due to his failure twice in following COVID mandates, quote-unquote. Today, Credit Suisse is currently facing a criminal lawsuit for allegations it helped launder money from the cocaine trade on behalf of the Bulgarian mafia. Um, I don't know who Credit Suisse is. I think it's a, a business. But it really is, it just goes to show you, the Swiss bank is also part of the federal banking system across the world. The Red Shields, I call them. These are the same people that print our money. These are the same people that control the Federal Reserve. These are the same people that um, are involved with all this corruption anyway. So you know what? Link them all. I don't care at this point. There's nothing separate about corruption. Corruption is corruption no matter how you, how you look at it. The U.S. White House has been immersed in pedophilia since Daddy Bush... <laughs> Daddy George Bush became a known affiliate in the Franklin scandal in 1988. I'm talking about George Bush Sr. Obviously, he was co-conspirator in the in the assassination of JFK. He was head of the CIA back in the 1960s. It says here that the UK has been immersed since the the Jimmy the Jimmy Savile story. Yet, with the assistance and blackmail by the CIA, the stories were always. Uh, squashed because the CIA controls the narrative globally in conjunction with M M16 MI16 very interesting this is that is how Ukraine a corrupt debt default mafia human trafficking Nazi country what is we saw the Nazi photos you saw all the videos with the uh, blue armed guards around their arm those That's are all right. Nazis and everyone Nazi. denied that photo which is crazy EU, European Union blackmail, sponsored by our global NWO savior, George Soros. George Soros, whose greatest ambition would be to see the reunification of the greatest love, the rise of a global Nazi government. 
Hail Hitler. So here's my next point. If all this information is out there, if the photos, if the videos, if the subject matter, if the history behind the country was because of our, our government, and most conservatives know this, that the CIA, the CIA does dirty things and psyops, then why are all the conservatives supporting the Ukraine as if there's nothing wrong with them? As if nothing That's a big problem. I've caught several, several of them that were running for positions that they would try to make a broad statement, which I do not agree with, because when you try to speak for the whole group, you're always going to have that one or two smart one that will critically think about stuff. So there were several conservatives that made broad statements saying that, oh, as a conservative, we, we all stand with Ukraine or this and that. And I'm like, uh, no, there is no I in all of you. So take no. I out of that and say something else other than all. They'd make these broad statements like that. And I thought that was very disgusting because you were basically pressuring people. Or another thing I'm noticing is people will virtue signal for a vote, which is so rude and disgusting. And what ends up happening is you have these massive groups of people that will only look at one source in front of them and they'll go, okay, I'm just going to agree with this. That's even proven. There was, I think, an article that came out in like 2000. It was a psychology article. And it talked about how uh, most people, when given information, do not critically think. And that's pretty alarming. And this goes across right. the board for both educated people. There's people that are in higher education that have had like a, a degree or an MD for many years. And the last time they opened up a scientific journal was when they had to do their PhD thesis, which is pretty concerning because you'll have people in the field that, you should tr that you're told to trust for many years and right. they're not doing their research. They're not doing their homework. Mainstream news is not credible at all. And we're even taught that in school, that mainstream news, whether it's Fox, CNN, is not a credible source. You have to go beyond that. A That's lot of right. people don't go beyond that. No. And now what I caught was that several conservatives, after making statements like that, are now retracting their statements and acting like it never happened because more information came out about what that country truly stands for, Ukraine. And I think it's just really ironic and comical in a bad way to see that happen. It is comical. I mean, just today, Fox News, all of a sudden, there, there was like a, a, um, a newscaster who said that there's going to be mass arrests soon. So if you want to talk about QAnon conspiracy, there's going to be mass arrests going on that Joe Biden and his administration are guilty of war crimes and all this other stuff on Fox News. Now, how does that get there? How does that happen? That's that's very interesting to know. But that was the first time I ever heard Fox News ever say this about Biden. You know, obviously they're against him, but at the same time, they're for supporting Ukraine. So are they completely right. trustworthy? Absolutely not. Is any is any news outlet trustworthy? Absolutely not. You got to do your research, like you said. And people don't want to believe me when I tell them about what even two three years ago already. I can't believe how much time has gone by since this madness has mm -hmm. occurred to our to our country and our freedoms. But I said I'm not wearing a mask. I'm not getting vaccinated. I'm not complying. No matter what you say, it does not matter. I don't agree with any of this. Why would you ever let the government tell you what to do? And both sides were just looking at me like I had two heads. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with you? Don't you want to? Don't you want to? Uh, you know, keep your family, keep your family member, family members, and friends safe. Don't you want to do the right thing and do the right thing? Well, who told you that was the right thing? Getting vaccinated, being subservient to your government. How is that? How is that okay? How is that showing that you're that you're a patriot or an American? Why? Because you do everything the government tells you to do? So let me get this straight. 
The same people that supported the mask, the same people that supported the vaccinations, are all about the Ukraine now, a foreign nation in which they know nothing about, how they were formed, what our government did to get them to secede from Russia. Give me a break. The amount of Nazism that goes on there, and the same Nazis of, of that, that genre, there's also Americans there supporting them. There's American soldiers doing death and destruction of Ukraine's own citizens, and then claiming and blaming that it wasn't them and that Russia's there. Russia's only hitting, like I said before, and, and as you know, the biochemical weapon facilities where they were caught doing terrible experimentations to Ukrainian citizens, and I bet you organ harvesting was going on there. Putin also said that he was just, his intentions were to just take the East Coast down in Kiev, where all those things were going on. He knows about it. He literally said, I want to abolish the New World Order. Russia is one of the few countries that doesn't have a globalist banking system attached to its credit card balances or, or its banking systems in general. They don't deal with it. It's, and it's amazing how Visa and MasterCard canceled all their credit cards with, with Russia as a whole. What does that That's tell right. you, people? What does that tell you about the banking system and who controls it? Furthermore... He had also said that he does, he does want to pull out of there when, the, when it's done. That he has no intention whatsoever to conquer Ukraine. His, and meanwhile, the proof's in the pudding. His airstrikes haven't gone past a certain point. His troops haven't plunged further into Ukraine or its borders. And yet we're okay to get and support 100,000 additional Ukraine refugees here. And Poland is already seeing this because now Ukrainians are fleeing over there. And Poland's like, no, we don't want you guys. So how is Poland more awake than the United States with this? And meanwhile, Poland has their head so far up their ass with their own nonsense. Even though they're our allies and they're part of NATO, which I... There's still a lot of communism that goes on in that country. And it's scary because a lot of people still have those values, and they claim they don't. And I've noticed that quite a bit with Poland. Uh, here's an ironic thing. Ready parts for this? of Northern Europe, so, actually, yeah. Right? Uh, and this is an old thing. So during the war between the states, a lot of people didn't know this, that you could avoid getting, they called it getting conscripted back then, which was the same as a draft. They could avoid that if you were rich by paying money to basically pay for someone else to fill your place. And I believe it was President Grover Cleveland that did that. And he had a Polish person fight for the union cause. So it's really ironic (laughs) when you talk about money because, again, the union did have more money. And you would have these rich figures that would say, well, okay, we're not going to put our lives in danger. So what they would usually do is you had two options. They would either put the colored troops, and that was their regiment name, not my language. They would take the colored troops regiments, throw them out in the front lines first so their men didn't get killed. Um ironically the colored troops were a segregated unit led by a white person so that gets completely left out they would get thrown at the front lines and the other option they used was immigrants so they would take people from poland to support the union cause pay for them to fight for them and i think it was about the equivalent of two to three thousand dollars uh today i believe around that um more or less to pay for someone to fight for you and your service and this person had no idea what they're getting into but it was ironic how a lot of them came from these communist countries and poland um to this day you will see that uh, some of the beliefs still held there that are very different from our true patriotic beliefs and i think it's important to know that when we have um the refugee thing 
they're not talking to people that are dealing with this on a daily basis. There was a woman that had to deal with what happened recently uh, last year when they pulled out of uh, Afghanistan. They were taking refugees and putting them in New Jersey. And what happened was they said that when they came over there, there were people that were doing some really gross behaviors. There was no sanitation whatsoever. Absolutely. And I think there was one lady who she was like, this is going to what, what's going to put America at risk for different diseases because they're not screening who's coming in. And what happens is you take refugees in and heaven forbid, if there is a spike in numbers, they're going to blame those of us who didn't take the jab or didn't wear the mask. That's right. Much like what's happening. At our That's southern. the second thing. In addition to the issue of trafficking, which is still very real and happening in the USA. Absolutely. And again, at the southern border, most importantly, where everyone's just fleeing to us for their help against communism. And meanwhile, they're voting for communists. How does that make any sense? They're taking people that are qualified to work and denying them the right to work or live based on unconstitutional mandates. And the best part about this is that instead of caring for our own, we're too busy meddling in other countries' affairs, which we need to say enough is enough. I'm sorry you're dealing with this, but we're not getting involved. This is not our problem. This is not our issue. When people look at the USA as kind of like either a bank, which we basically have become for other countries, or to supply ammunition and whatnot, that's a big problem. Because how can we have homeless veterans on the street? We have families that can't afford to pay their bills. We have small businesses that got completely shut down because of the mandates and rules. And yet we're giving an aid to another place. And I know people exactly. are going to come at me saying that's rude. Does it? No, but it's true. Think about how many people were impacted financially, and we only got a fraction, a fraction of that whole stimulus bill that passed. A lot of that money went to go to other countries like Ukraine, teaching gender studies in Pakistan. This is a problem. Yeah, it was disgusting. It's a serious problem, and it's it you need to speak problem. against this. And it's great when we have candidates. There are not many candidates, but we got a few really good ones in New Jersey who are willing to go down that rabbit hole and say, this is wrong. We should not be spending wasteful money on either you know Ukraine refugees or down at the border, there are cases where illegals can access tax money or, you know, um, FEMA That's money. Correct. That's a problem. It's all That's Democrat really based for votes because the Democrats are pulling out everything that they can. And we know that the Democrat Party is largely in part have a lot to do with the power the New World Order has over our country. And these politicians are letting loose on everything. It's all about America being the the place of immigrants, and we care about them so much, but we need them to vote for us. Otherwise, they can't get free stuff, and it's all its all bribery. The Democrat Party was well, instilled in back when they say hundreds, and they, are, they were just as barbari- bar- barbarous as they are now with their bribes, with their humiliation, with their warmongering tactics, with their racism and their Marxism. They've been around for a long time, and that whole entire party needs to be obliterated off the face of the earth. It does. And it was what we've experienced is that, you know, um, it's difficult because I wish we had a party that was a Jeffersonian conservative party. And that's what Jefferson Davis was or President Davis. So with President Davis, a lot of people would look at him and say, "Okay, he's a Democrat. No, he was not. Democrat Republican, also known as a Jeffersonian conservative. And this is basically the same values of, you know, ideally America first and limited government. The idea of what eventually would, you know, become part of the modern uh, Republican Party, but it's also the values and beliefs that a lot of Trump supporters would have and not even know it. And this is always a problem because, you know, people complain about Biden and this and that. In some ways, Lincoln was like the OG Brandon, and people forget about that. They also forget about people like Bush, who were extremely like Biden in certain ways. He's actually friends with Biden. You know, you have to look past the party name. I will say for the most part, you will see a ton 
a ton of Democrats that are horrible. And I tell people all the time, you need to know every single issue that's on there. Because we also have another big issue of people coming from the Democrat Party, switching parties over to Republican so they can either win a primary or win a district that historically is red. Right. Yeah, so and they, they bring those same grievances. And that's, that's the most horrible part about our, politi uh, about our politicians and our politics in this country. You have a whole bunch of switch hitters and turncoats, we call them. And all they've ever done and all they ever want to do is continuously look at us like we're nothing but a bunch of numbers and taxpayers that are supposed to serve them and they're not supposed to do anything back and serve us. Let me tell you, Democrats, one thing and one thing only. Your party of torture, mayhem, violence, and disgusting anti-constitutional behavior is not going to be tolerated for any much more, uh, any much longer, because you keep pushing the envelope, and you act like you're entitled to do so. Who gave you permission to allow all these illegal immigrants to come at our borders? Who gave you permission to enable human sex trafficking as some type of triumphant thing to brag about and do? Who gave you permission to mess with our youth and sexualize five and six year olds? Who gave you permission to take our tax money and give it to people who don't deserve it? And who gave you permission to allow these Marxist assholes at the top to constantly divide everybody? Who'd, who in the right state of mind would allow all this to happen? You! And you act like you're going to sit there, remove statues... Burn cities. Get rid of our firearms. Because you think that's the American thing to do? If you look at our Constitution and our Bill of Rights, there's not one, even the Articles of Confederation themselves, that would support any of this. And you think it's American? You think you're being about democracy? That's democracy? That's... That's something that you would fight and lose your life over or mm -hmm. play the knockout game with and, and, and beat up old elderly people if they're white or Asian or whatever. You think by doing all these things, you're going to fix this country. When your party was, was made in violence, it was birthed out of violence. And you think you are the, the proprietors of peace? So let me get this straight. The Star-Spangled Banner was about racism. The Pledge of Allegiance was about white power. The Constitution itself was for just one type of people only that had white skin. And you think by doing all the things that you're doing, all the violence that somehow we're going to be a country of peace after the fact. So th through violence, we get peace. That doesn't make any sense to me, does it? Do you, Vinny, at all? I, I, this backwards... It doesn't. It's ironic how... Left shit. 
they do a lot of what I call Lincoln era race baiting in the sense that Lincoln would race bait to get, you know, support for either the war effort or for votes from when he got reelected. And what's really interesting is that you brought up the Pledge of Allegiance. Here's what people don't know. And that has a slight, and again, I'm not calling it socialist. It's got a slight issue in there. And that's how it was kind of edited and changed over the years. That's there right. was originally no hand over heart. Um, the one part they put in there that was really interesting, among other things, was the indivisible part. One nation under God, indivisible. What that's basically telling you is that you are basically forced to stay in an abusive union so when the federal government no longer starts representing you, the people, that you cannot peacefully, and again, the keyword is peace, peacefully, legally petition to leave through secession, which that's goes against the Constitution. And that gets explained in, this is a book I think everyone should read. Uh, Abraham Lincoln was a liberal. Jefferson Davis was a conservative by Lachlan Seabrook. And Truths of History by Mildred Lewis Rutherford, who is someone who has actually inspired me to not only become a teacher, but she inspired me during my journey of getting my degree about knowing the truth in education. And her excerpt in here, when I was looking through, because she includes all sources, which is great, and you can really get an idea of what is suppressed. This was written um, by William Seward to London Times correspondent Mr. Russell on April 4th, 1861. He said it would be contrary to the spirit of the American government to use force to subjugate the South, talking about how it was unconstitutional and against all American beliefs that Lincoln was forcing the South to stay in an abusive union. Not to mention that it wouldn't have just been the South. You would have had states that were above Dixie, like New Jersey, even though we kind of, the line goes through it, and Delaware. Those two were very close from popping up and leaving along with Maryland. And when you talk about... Um, how, in a way, people have kind of rewritten this history, and they would portray Lincoln as this ultra-conservative. My favorite is when they take Trump and they take Lincoln together, and they say they're both one and the same. I sit there, and I'm like, this is really comical. Trump is very similar to <laughs> President Jefferson Davis, not Lincoln. Biden is very similar to Lincoln, and that is a hard truth that people cannot stand hearing. That's right, especially from the Republican side of the aisle. The Pledge of Allegiance, also, he wrote, um, like you said, it has socialist roots. It was made by a Baptist, and I think the Baptist was also down south, but he was a socialist. And that's the scary part. They didn't put the word God in there until um, Dwight Eisenhower's administration put it in there. So that's how God got into the Pledge of Allegiance, which is crazy. I mean, God should have been there from the very beginning. But when you have a socialist of allegiance, I mean... And, and then indivisible, liberty and justice for all. Okay, so what does that mean? Liberty and justice for all. Did the South get any liberty and justice? Not Did what get we any got liberty and justice martial for law. Union, union tyrants? We had war crimes, we had martial law, and we had illegal occupation of the South, forcing people to either flee to South America or Europe if they had a lot of money. And if they were very lucky, they could either hide and go up north, which is what we had with um, General Pryor. He did that with his wife. They, he lost everything during the war. His wife, his eight children, I believe, they moved all the way up to New York, and they had no money. The wife cooked and cleaned and made all the meals, sewed all the clothes, oh and God. it took them many years to get back on their feet. And what happened was he was what they called Confederate carpetbaggers, and they were good in the sense that they were Southerners that went up north, and they tried to get support to get rid of Reconstruction as well as explain 
our side of things. And he did a lot of uh, effort with the women who started Memorial Day, known as Decoration Day, which was started by strong Southern women. That is the, this, the liberty and justice that the South would eventually get was the effort of people all working together for a common goal and trying to push against the government. Though greatly outnumbered, they still managed to pull through and fight back against Reconstruction. Yes. And what happened was Reconstruction, though an epic failure, is still well and alive today, and you'll see that. So basically, if you were a Southerner, you were disenfranchised. It took a lot to get your voting rights back. It took a lot to get basic human rights back. You couldn't leave your state without getting permission. It was martial law. So when people have that holiday, Juneteenth, they don't know that they're secretly celebrating martial law, because if you read the orders, which I'm sure we'll, we'll be going back doing another live video where we go more in depth with that, um, it wasn't very uh, freeing or liberating, as you will still see. Uh, people don't know that. And you will also see um, with Reconstruction, it went to a phase of history that historians that are woke now completely forget about called reconciliation. And that was a period in time where you had the North that admitted their fault for things. And they ended up um, working with the South to... You know, I'm apologizing for the war crimes up north that occurred in the prison pens. They gave monuments to the mass graves. That's how we got ours in New Jersey. That's how um, Hel Helmira in New York got theirs. Um, Camp Chase, Point Lookout, all these northern pens that were basically concentration camps. And that is what people forget about. All this wonderful history completely left out. You will never see uh, conservatives sharing it. If you do, it's a small minority like me that are out there trying to educate that that is an unbelievable and overwhelming overwhelming piece of information. I I cannot resonate enough with what our own government has done to its own people throughout history. Especially when it comes to the Civil War, when our nation was officially sold, paid, bought for by the federal banking systems and the Marxists. I think the only thing that I agree that Lincoln did was correct was called the Green Deal. Imagine that. He made something called the Green Deal. Not the Green New Deal, but it's amazing how those two names were uh, very similar. But the Green Deal was a proposition by Lincoln that kept us separate from the federal banking system. So at that time, he, he was not brainwashed that much by the globalist agenda. So before the banking systems came into play in our country and, and the Federal Reserve and whatnot was created, Lincoln said no to it the same way Thomas Jefferson did. And if you remember, one of the congressional members that wanted a federal banking system was Alexander Hamilton. Mm -hmm. And he was a traitor, and I'm glad he got killed for it. Um, I visited the grave of the person that um, that beat him in the duel, um, Mr. Burr. He's buried in Princeton Cemetery. Right, right, right. Aaron Burr was his first was his first name. Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr. Aaron and Burr. People don't know this, but Princeton that. Cemetery. It's a prime well, example of a Northern Confederate cemetery being a that was one of the first threats to having a centralized banking system, and we caught it then. Lincoln said no to it. That was the only thing I ever agreed with Lincoln doing. Because we all know he didn't have anything to do with the 13th Amendment. That was all, that was all devised by design. It was a hide, that was a hideaway and a scapegoat and an excuse for the North to go raid the South in order for them to free the slaves. Right. By the time they brought the slaves 
out from the south. They brought him back at the plantations up here in the north. And, that, and as you... Well, they... they, 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 they what you forget to mention, too, and a lot of people don't know this, was New Jersey was the last slave state and the last state to free the last slaves in existence. Right. That was long after the war on January 23rd, 1866, because New Jersey denied the 13th Amendment abolishing slavery. They denied it the first time and said, no, we're not going to agree to this. So that allowed New Jersey to keep slaves. The assembly, you know, in New Jersey, the government, they came together. They were barely able to pass it the second time, thus freeing the last slaves in New Jersey. But here's the catch. In New Jersey, along with most northern states, they had Jim Crow laws way before this. Um, they called it the Jim Crow South. It was actually the Jim Crow North. And all of those horrible segregational values were then enforced on the South during Reconstruction. Because if you were a Southerner, you were not holding office, you were not getting elected, you could not vote. It was all carpetbaggers that would come in there. Republicans actually promoting the segregation laws. And that was the early Republican Party, which is different than it is now. People don't want to have that conversation. They're afraid of it because it makes the history look too real and it doesn't give the simplified version of history. The other important thing is that the Emancipation Proclamation, which I think is so funny because no one dissects that, it exempted any area in the South that was under union control from freeing slaves. So that included parts of Louisiana that were fully exempt from freeing any slaves. It exempted any northern controlled state. So Washington, D.C., Maryland, Kentucky, West Virginia, which was admitted in the state, uh, I mean the Union, as a slave state in 1863, New Jersey, and Delaware. Those were all slave states of the North, and they did not abolish slavery long until after the war. New Jersey was the last state to ratify the 13th Amendment, free the last slaves. Delaware was actually the last state to fully sign the 13th Amendment in 1901 or something. It was like a ridiculous amount of time long oh after. Oh, my God. You know, everyone, and everybody wants to celebrate Lincoln and what all the good things he did. I mean, yeah, he might have So when they have a Lincoln but... dinner, it's, a, this is what, it's yeah, funny because they try to knock on historical figures, but I tell people, I'm against people removing monuments of any kind. You know, learn from it. Some of the monuments, like both Union and Confederate monuments, they're honoring those who fall, who were fallen. That was part of reconciliation, was honoring both sides, because you can truly do that. I'm a son of both Union and Confederate veterans. I honor the service of both. Both for a, fought for a cause that was right. I will always stand more with my Southern ancestors because I looked at the cause for what they fought for, and it was a good cause. It was a just cause. No one believes that. There is nothing, because people will call me a neo-Confederate, there is nothing that is neo or new about this belief. All the stuffs were long documented in books. That's right. So how can you possibly just all of a sudden magically come up with, oh, I love the South? No, no. The South knew what they were standing up against. Tyrannicals. The generals, like Sherman. Like Ulysses S. Grant. These people had no respect, no moral character whatsoever for anybody else other than themselves and what gain that they, they would get by going down south and doing what they did. And the fact of the matter is that both generals had slaves is also arrogant and egotistical. You know, and the fact of the matter is they were fighting the free slaves. Meanwhile, they had them. Um, no, I'm sorry. The North doesn't get a pass. I, if I were to choose between which army to support, it would definitely be the South because of everything Me that they too. were trying to do. I get you want to preserve your way of life, but remember, not all Southerners believe in slavery. You and I have said this that only three the South General Forrest was against it. Right. Even, even General Lee himself was against slavery. President Davis was actively working to abolish it. President Davis even took in a young man of color named Jim Limber, 
who they had no proof that he adopted him. People think he might have. They did, though, grant him his freedom, and he left when the family was arrested because they didn't want him contained. He was able to go, and he was a young man of color, an orphan. They took him in, and he lived with the Davis family. There's also proof that Verena, Verena Howell Davis, her grandfather actually was a governor of New Jersey, hence Howell, New Jersey. Her grandfather um, was actually a patriot as well. Verena, they also think, was a woman of color. She was uh, called, in the senses, the term they used, and again, this is not my language, this is the language back then, was mulatto. So, and you look at her when she's older, there is a high chance that Verena Howell Davis would have been a woman of color. It's hard to tell, but it does appear like that in certain photographs. Yeah, well, there, there was a lot of that going on, too. And meanwhile, a lot of people didn't accept it, especially in the North. They didn't like biracial marriage. They actually had it banned for a long time. You could thank the Democrats for that law. Republicans had nothing to do with that. You know, and um, it, it, it's amazing how we can compare and contrast both parties and be like, well, what Oh, look at the segregation laws that were put in by the Republicans. Hmm? There was actually, people don't know this, there were, on both sides, Democrat and Republican segregation laws. For example, if you look at President Grant and his values, Lincoln did have very pro-segregation laws, hence why they're renaming the schools, which I think is ridiculous to do. In general, I don't care if the school's Lincoln or Robert E. Lee, you shouldn't be renaming it, period. So Lincoln did have a segregational view um, that would go over to with uh, President Grant. He appointed a judge, who I do not know off the top of my head the name, but if you look at the article, Rutgers University renames campus, they renamed a campus after a pro-segregation judge that was appointed by Republican President Grant, who was also the last sitting USA president to own slaves. So there's that, and people, like, that blows their mind, because you will have the Republican Party that will try to just uh, simplify the history, and you have the Democrat Party that will try to simplify their history, and what you're left with is false information. So while they're too busy bickering over trying to either virtue signal or claim they're not racist, they're too busy ripping down our history, tearing down our monuments, changing names, banning flags, doing this. That's the problem that we're facing, is, is that when you have both sides finally say, oh, you know, the history is not as clean as it says, then we're going to probably get somewhere. It's a, it's a big problem when people don't want to admit the truth. That's a, that's a very notion, the very definition of American Marxism, period. And Marxism in specific. Right. But Marxism has definitely come to America. Cancel culture is still alive and present, still to this day. And here we are wanting to support the next big agenda. Wanting to support a nation that actually is a Marxist nation, a socialistic nation, a nation in which invoked vaccine passports and mandates like the Ukraine. That's right. And you're not a good person, quote unquote, if you don't support them too. And that's what angers me about this whole thing. How blind, deaf, and dumb is America, Vinny? Is our country done for? Is there any way to reclaim anything? What are your thoughts? I think so. I do have hope because I am seeing the tide turning little by little. I will say that our generation, if we're including millennial, because I am included in that cohort, um, that generation and the one that is just under us, uh, the, the one that comes after us, I think that those two generations are in a way lost for now. I am seeing people come around, which has been really good and really positive to see. I have also seen a lot of younger people joining the uh the Sons of Confederate Veterans, the SCV, and the UDC, the heritage groups, because you're tired of seeing the monuments come down, or even the Virginia flaggers. A lot of younger people are now taking a stand. They're tired of it, because for the longest time, if you went against what your peers believed in, you would get socially bullied, socially ostracized, called all kinds of names, called racist, right. without having a backup claim to it. 
And for a while, I was very nervous to even say that I was a Trump supporter or that I was conservative or that I was, uh, you know, pro-Confederate. I will say that I always defended the right to fly any of these flags because they're American flags and they are veterans' flags. And I was fighting that back in 2015 before, you know, it became this whole issue. None of us knew that we were going to be in 2020 when we had, you know, the UDC headquarters set on fire. We had whole museums that were attacked. We had monuments that were ripped down, graves dug up. This is where we're at now. And I think seeing how low the left has gone and how quiet the Republicans were on a lot of these issues is what's making people now take a stand. And for the most part, a lot of them are going to be running as Republican, even though they're more independent, which is a great thing to see because they're saying, look, I don't like this party. I don't like that party. But at least with the Republican Party, I have more of a wiggle room to kind of do what I want to do. Um, and it's good to see that. I also am glad to see a lot of parents taking a stand. They're speaking out against CRT. They're speaking out politicians that promote it. And also, for the record, just so you know this, look up this, and I have to post. Remind me to post this. There was an article that covered, I think it was nine or ten Republicans in New Jersey who were trying to pass a bill making it um, Black Lives Matter Day a holiday in New Jersey. Those are Republicans doing that. One of them who was a supporter of that... Uh, Antoine McClellan, ready for this? Guess what he did? McClellan sponsored, he currently is sponsoring a bill that is a pro-CRT bill that will take police funds and put it towards mandatory trainings in critical race theory, which, as you know, in New Jersey is called diversity, implicit bias training, and inclusion training, which is what you saw at Home Depot. So he's a Republican right. promoting that. Not a single person has spoken up against that except for me. He also voted yes to two bills that would mandate um, CRT training for politicians as well as police. So, so we, when we you have, have Republicans doing that, we have another turncoat that needs to be exterminated. Period. These people oh, voted out. Yeah, and it's it's. Done. And you, when I see parents that are now homeschooling and they're they're finally they're teaching the real history. I had I think it was I I went to about I think about my seventh uh, homeschooling group. I'm doing the presentation on on uh, Colonel Lewis, who is a wonderful New Jersey historical figure. He was a Confederate veteran. He worked in New Jersey government. And you're able to see that New Jersey was a really interesting state, and it covers a lot of the historical facts. And I really bring this character to life. I have a passion for this character. And it's really cool because that's left out of New Jersey history. And what happens is when you have people like this that are, you know, they claim to be Republican, but they're passing CRT bills, and then you have parents that are fighting against this, that's a problem. And he actually is what I call a career politician because he's been in office for a while. That should not be a thing. If I ever run for office, I honestly want to get in and I want to get out. I want to leave my mark. I want to leave a movement for someone to pick up and carry the torch. That's how it should be because that is how we ended up in this position we're in now where for too long people held the torch, whether it was a professional group, whether it was a, um, you know, something else. I also want to add that all the views and opinions are my own. Forgot to add that in the front, but I'll say it now. And also, uh, when you had that, you had the older that were carrying the torch, but they didn't pass the torch down to the younger generation. You were left with the older generation believing in one thing, the younger generation growing up to being, you know, pro-CRT and anti-American, and then the younger generation that doesn't know what to think. But I am seeing the younger generation seeing where our generation is, being fully embarrassed by what's going on, and they're going to be probably more conservative than you and I are. Well, let's pray that happens. I do have hope. Right now, it's going to take a lot of work. Right now, the, the woke movement has sweeped over our youth in this nation to the point where I feel like there is no return for those that have already fallen for it. Um, that's just my outlook because I, I've seen people also turn from a regular individual to a wokest individual where they require they, them pronouns every, every time I say he or she to them. And 
I have been seeing it a lot more in all the brainwashing going on in the media, with all the cartoons, with all the movies. It's it, it's it's freaking everywhere now. If it was dying out, you wouldn't see it. But, it. but it's 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 breeding. It's a breeding ground. All these all these different platforms, all these different TV shows. If people aren't um, awake to it, then that's all they're gonna see. The same way in all the education systems, they're learning a lot of false history. And that's all they're going to believe is doctrine. And it's completely wrong. You know, so hopefully the next generation can look past this and finally say to themselves, no, we're going to do our own research. You guys are wrong. We're going to prove you wrong. And here's actually what happened. And that's exactly what we do here on the Relentless Patriot show, period. And I am tired of talking to people that have no idea about what you and I are talking about. No one has done the research. Very few. We're the only ones who actually know the truth. We are oath keepers. We, we do define what an American should be, not what it currently is. And my whole point of continuing the podcast and reading from the Constitution is so people like yourself and even after our generation can finally say to themselves, holy crap, I have a Bill of Rights. Like, like there's so many people that don't even know that. They don't read. Well, according to Governor they, Murphy in New Jersey, it's above his pay grade. Yeah, it's, it's always above the liberals' pay grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and upholding the Constitution is above his pay grade, and freedom of speech is above his pay grade, and the right to bear arms against tyrants like himself above his pay grade. He is a sidestepper of the truth, he's a sidestepper of liberty, and he needs to be sidestepped off this continent. And I am tired of seeing these politicians win, quote-unquote, their elections. I'm tired of the mail-in ballot fraud. I'm tired of the watermark of the watermarked uh, ballots also that still aren't being accounted for that Trump had put in before the election. They found an additional 12,000 missing votes, ballots, that had that watermark, and yet no one's talking about it, and no one's removing Biden. Pelosi still gets to sit as Speaker of the House. You know, like, where is the justice? Where's the liberty? Where's the freedom riggers? And where, where's all the whistleblowers that came out with stuff, like on the Durham report? Oh, I'm going to release some more information tomorrow. We have a lot more uh, photos and evidence on the Biden laptop. You idiots, you have enough evidence, according to you, that you can enslave <laughs> all the Democrats and put them on plantations. You have enough evidence to wipe out these Democrats forever. So why don't you already? You have photos of Barack Obama's quote-unquote daughters having three ways with Hunter Biden. You have children on leashes, in masks, wearing lingerie. Hunter Biden right behind him like it's no big deal. Taking pictures with these kids. If you have all the evidence, and trust me, I've seen it, completely valid, then what is going on? 
Why haven't you guys arrested these people? Why hasn't the Supreme Court come forward? Oh, that's right. We just nominated another pedophile to the squad. And yet she gets to stay she she gets to sit there and claim that she doesn't know what a female is. So ask any of you out, you know, patriots out there, if you want justice, if you want retribution, if you want to get rid of these people, then why don't you? We have very few left that are actually willing to do anything. Like the only person I consider, or two people actually, you got Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yes. And you have Rand Paul. And Lauren Boebert. And Lauren Boebert. Slightly. She, she Those two women were actually day. calling out Joe Biden. No, Not a single one would dare speak over him. They were brave enough and courageous enough to do that. Where were our representatives that are Republican? We have Jeff Andrew, who is a former Democrat, former liberal, who voted to remove veterans monuments along Chris Smith. Both of them were hiding under their desk, shivering, shaking in their boots when you had two strong women standing up and saying, oh, no, I'm done with this. Enough is enough. It's amazing that women have more of a backbone than, than a so-called Republican or conservative or even a talk show host that's, that's right. supposed to have more of a backbone. You take Michael Savage, you take Ben Shapiro, like I said before. Where are they in all this? Busy supporting Ukraine? Busy saying that George Floyd didn't deserve to die like Mike, Sa Mike Savage said? I mean – I'm very disappointed in him with certain things that he said. Look at our Republicans that stood up for BLM with the nine or ten of them that voted to make BLM a national holiday or state holiday in New Jersey, not a national state holiday. Those are Republicans with no backbone that they're too busy trying to virtue signal for a vote, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. You also had Jack who was trying to virtue signal. He will use race to virtue signal for a vote, and then he ignores what's happening. And he wants to run again for governor in 2025. You want to know something really funny? Because I've witnessed this several times. Jack would privately say, oh, you can't take any pictures. You can't take any videos of me. But he actually would say, oh, you know, I believe there is voter fraud. Then he would quickly turn around and then deny that ever happened. Remember how he lied. He lied about being at the Stop the Steal rally despite all the signs. He knew what the rally was about. Didn't really say that he was going to support it. But he spoke about his campaign along with other people that were running. And that is the problem that I've had is that a lot of them will end up doing the shady stuff where they'll flip-flop on issues. You don't know where they're standing on. That's you right. You take questions on um, – or my favorite was this. Ready for this? I experienced what I call systemic bullying with the Jack Chitterelli campaign because of my veterans flag. They got mad at me for having it in Murphy's house, and it was on yeah, the Yeah, I remember. They wanted me to apologize. I said, no, I am not apologizing. The only thing I'm sorry for is I didn't get to fly two of them. That is the only thing I'm sorry for. I have no reason to apologize. And what happened was the people, because I won't name names, that were rude to me, as quick as they saw how Jack just cowered with the election, didn't even you know try to fight the fraud or anything, they then turned around and got mad at him. And what I was going to say was, um, so does that mean you're sorry for how you harassed me, dot, 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 dot? That's what I really wanted to post because it really got out of control. And the political right. drop is so ridiculous because you're fighting for candidates who have almost no chance, who are well-establishment candidates. When you have establishment candidates, every year we get put in the same position. We have a candidate that is very bad, that is not truly conservative, that the GOP puts up. Look at the Mercer County Young Republicans Club. They put up the worst possible candidate, and they attack the one that is a Trump supporter calling them a rhino without having any proof that he is a rhino. That happens. 
And then by the time of the election, you had people like me that are so turned off at who's running that were like, I'm not going to vote for Tom Kane. He's uh, basically a trust fund politician. He's pro CRT. I will not vote for that. So what happens is I will either do one of two things. I will abstain from a vote or like I did with the last election with Jack, I stood there and I wrote in Robert E. Lee. And I did that is a little bit of a protest right there because I'm tired of nonsense and we need more men like Robert E. Lee to have true integrity, that have more of that Jeffersonian conservative um, political values. Without a doubt. the people, small government. Where you had Jack, who he did not get involved with medical freedom. He did private meetings where you weren't allowed to take videos, pictures, or record where he would meet there. You were allowed to take a photo making him look good, saying, oh, you know, he's here. He supports the cause. But really, when did you ever see Jack at a medical freedom rally? For the most part, it was two really good candidates. Hersing and Phil Rizzo, you'd almost see it just about every single medical freedom rally. Absolutely. Jack was nowhere found. And then what happened was, during the primaries, you will see Democrats that will switch over to Republican vote in the weakest candidate, then switch back, and that's a little strategy that I've caught on to them doing. We have that, plus we have mail-ins. And we had several people in my district that were Republican saying that we need to support mail-in ballots. What the heck is that? And then Jack's now denying there was any kind of fraud. And I'm yeah, like, this pa is a Patriot my foot, people. When it comes to turncoats, again, I say this with the utmost authority. Get them out, boot them out, keep them out, and that's that. Remove them immediately ASAP. Like I said, we have circumstantial evidence about the Ukraine. Circumstantial evidence about the laptops. On Pelosi's laptop, Clinton, Hillary Clinton's laptop, this laptop, that laptop. And yet here we are just sitting on our hands doing nothing. And these turncoats get to vote however they would like on any policy they want. And it passes without fail, without any system check or balance. What happened to our country? What happened to people willing to stand and fight? They're, they're, they're going missing. They're not allowed to be heard. They're canceled. They lose everything. And magically, the CIA comes in and just wipes everything clean. The CIA has a lot to do with all this stuff, too. They helped create Facebook. They helped create turmoil in the Middle East. How many more dead bodies of soldiers, of loyal loyal people who love this country, are we willing to keep adding to Arlington Cemetery? Oh, fun fact about Arlington Cemetery. People don't know this. That was originally Robert E. Lee's property, and his land <laughs> got taken over. His land got taken over, and they avoided him ever being able to live back in his home. They took possession of everything he had. They made it in Arlington Cemetery. And did you know that it took many, many years of hardcore fighting just to get Confederate veterans a little plot in there? It took many years to get that. It took many years for the women who got together as part of the UDC and erected the beautiful um, Confederate memorial at Arlington National Cemetery. We were able to secure that, our own little section. And we also had President Woodrow Wilson who spoke at that monument and made that possible. So we are very thankful for him for actually having the backbone to do that and the courage to do that when a lot of other people just threw us to the side of the road. Years of advocation to get that to happen. And now that is under attack. They get mad if you leave flags there. That is a flag that you honor them with. And I tell people all the time, do not put the USA flag at a Confederate veteran's grave. That to me is very disrespectful. You need to honor them with the flag they fought under. And that is something I've been fighting with the VA for with our New Jersey monument. Because I tell people, if you go to visit that monument, leave, if you see a USA flag there, take that USA flag, put it on the Union monument, put a First National or any of the CSA flags at our monument, because that is a flag that belongs there. 
crazy that we have to fight for that, but it's ridiculous. Same thing with Gettysburg. When Gettysburg became a burial ground, they banned Confederate veterans from being buried there, so they were taking them and throwing them back down south. Now we have several Confederate veterans in the Gettysburg Cemetery that cannot go back home, and there was people that were fighting that to bring the loved one home. They were denied that by the government. Well, of course, because the government's filled with tyrants anyway from the past, you know, for the past uh, 200 years of uh, disgusting, unionized, golden-threaded tyrants. That's right. And our government is never going to be the same. It's never going to be about freedom or liberty or actual, you know, actual rights. It's not going to be about that until it is removed. Until more laws are passed, or maybe the Constitution is further amended, you know, amended to the point where states' rights come back, or until we, the people, can finally wake up and realize our country was stolen by these morons, you know. And I always show people the Sixteenth Amendment. Most importantly, I did a huge uh, live video on the Sixteenth Amendment about a month ago now, showing when. In 1913, when Congress gave itself permission to collect taxes from us in any way, shape, and form over anything it saw fit. And then shortly after, what happened? World War One, prohibition of alcohol, the Great Depression. Oh, the Federal Reserve came into play right after. Oh, oh well, how, how convenient when you have a distraction. And all of a sudden, we're going to have national currency printed in overseas in foreign, you know, foreign countries like, uh, oh, oh, that's right, Ukraine, uh, <laughs> or uh, that's right, the federal banking system in um, Sweden. Meanwhile, we got our Second Amendment from Sweden. Um, the Red Shields in in England, like we we have all this quote unquote freedom from other countries, but yet we let them do their dirty works for us. We let them set the rules. We let them formulate the tax regulations. They're the ones who have enslaved us. The Queen mm -hmm. of England is the biggest stockholder, the biggest shareholder of the United States. We lost 1812. We lost that bout. Epically, we lost, we lost so many lives. More USA, more USA veterans were killed in the War of 1812 than any other country, more than Britain, um, more than Canada. We lost epically. So this is another point I bring up when people yell at me for having a flag saying, well, you guys lost. I said, well, we surrendered. And my favorite is how many other American wars do we honor the uh, side that lost? We honor War of 1812, even though that was an epic failure. I also call that America's Forgotten War because a lot of people either lump it in with the um, American Revolution or they forget about it. And then you have um, the Vietnam War. That was an epic failure. We lost so many lives. And for that what? what about what happened with um, Iraq and Afghanistan? We lost big time in Afghanistan. Big time. We were well, forced to lost too. We lost in, uh, in uh, Korea as well. That was another conflict. They were never settled. We were there. We didn't belong in either of those conflicts, all three of them. Um, Vietnam, Afghanistan, Iraq, and uh, I'll even add Korea in there. We did not belong there. So many lives are lost, people destroyed. Um, I'll give you an example. Our camp commander, uh, it was a great story because his father was um, a proud veteran, and he told his son, he goes, I do not want, to, not want, to, want one of you guys serving in the military after what I went through in Korea. Because it messed him up that bad. It really is hurtful. 
you know, to go through that. And then you're like, wait, why am I fighting this? And what they disguise it as is, granted, it's important to care about your country, be patriotic. They'll use those themes and they'll kind of uh, play the war. Oh, we have to be here. It's your patriotic duty to go and fight for another country. But then you look at it, it's like, well, I should be fighting to defend my country, not right. necessarily and going what, overseas what and for what? Oh, what uh, Vietnam and, and Korea have the potential to attack us. Well, clearly that's not the case because Trump put freaking rocket man in his place and he didn't do it without soldiers and he did it he did it through diplomacy he showed up at his doorstep and said here i am you want to mess with the united states here we go let's go right now you and me you and me he's trump is best friends with putin so why why are all the conservatives against russia it's a catch-22 and why would we want to go free another country when that country is clearly not our responsibility? Because our government gets a piece of the action, gets the money, gets the anything that they want. I mean, look, we went to Afghanistan to find out where Osama bin Laden, quote unquote, was hiding. But yet our military stayed and was guarding all the infused poppy fields. Mm-hmm. And still to this day... That's why we really went there, to control the drugs there, and keep right. it for ourselves. I mean, why, why, why'd we go to Ukraine? Because the, the 13 families own the Ukraine. We put the presidents there. Since we liberated them from evil Russia, we have all these foreign conflicts and all these foreign affairs for power, control, territory, and yes, disgusting pedophilia. And and that's what I can't stand. And in Afghanistan, and Germany. I mean, did we really fight against tyrants, or did we fight for having the right to sexualize children? What they're fighting for is to keep corruption. To keep corruption, and people aren't realizing that. (laughs) Right. How can America say we're fighting for freedom when they have all those background disgusting things that they're doing. Serious crimes, no. and they're, they're ignoring what's happening, and that's the heartbreaking part of it. And you're being taught to not critically think. And when someone tells you not to look into something, that's when you probably should look into it. That's Without usually a doubt. To go in there and say, okay, I'm going to do my own research on this issue. Um, no pun intended with the cute part. It's your cue to look. Um, but it's, it's important. It's your signal to go in there and say, okay, well, um, you were told me not to look at this or this is sacred. Well, that's usually something that's important just to investigate because you're probably going to be surprised at what you find. That is, um, that is, should be a, a national thing as an American. Always question your government. But yet people forget how- everything you're taught. It's important and no one does it. You know, if you do it, you get called either unpatriotic or, you know, you're not a true American or this and that. And then the hardest part is when you're told to sit there with your mouth zipped, which I cannot do. I've tried that for a while, and it was causing me to get stressed and stressed and, like, lose sleep over it. I'm going to say it because, you know, I've done my research, and I'm like, no, I don't like what I'm seeing. Vinny, you and I found... By the way, I have a badge of honor now. (laughs) I have the badge of honor of being banned from the New Jersey Constitutional Republicans, a.k.a. the Neo-Lincoln Group. (laughs) Permanently banned. You're permanently banned from from your own party. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Republicans cancel culturing other Republicans. Or conservatives in specific. Why? Because you know the truth and they just want to freaking sidestep the actuality of their party? 
and what their party did too? Give me a break. When I registered to vote, I registered under conservative, period. I want nothing to do with the Republican swine. The grand old parties want nothing but, nothing but a bunch of grand old schemers. And I can't stand the fact that they want to hide behind Lincoln. They want to hide behind all the lies of the North. They want to hide behind Jack Chitterelli. They want to hide behind their rhinoism. They want to hide behind the Constitution, pretending that they care about it when they can't even follow it. And somehow they're allowed to exist. And since when is it okay to have a two-party system and act like that's the only two parties you should go for? The Patriot Party was supposed to evolve, but yet that was going to be ran by a bunch of liberal-nosed rhinos. I need multiple. You know, we have the Conservative Party, we have the Green Party, but all those parties are not trustworthy. So even if you were to do it and get enough people to kind of leave the Republican Party, you, the other parties would be infiltrated anyway. Just maybe not as much of a high rate as the Republicans or Democrats are. You know, but we definitely need a third or fourth party that is a power play in this country to reclaim the Constitution, to reclaim the ridiculous tax codes and abolish them. We got, we got to have a party that is actually standing for freedom and is pro-conservative of our country. Period. We don't need to support any other country. Oh, but we need allies like Israel. Why do we need allies like Israel? The, the England put Israel in there. We had nothing to do with that. We helped them out during World War II. We helped all the Jewish people. And I get it. But at the same time, Israel is catastrophically communistic. They put in vaccine passports early, just like Ukraine did. They put in the mass mandates. They were the ones arresting people in the streets. They were the ones enslaving their people by default. So I label them in a class of their own as true and utter Nazis. I don't like Israel anymore. Matter of fact, they never did. Why, why are we even bothering to still give them money? $500 million every month. And I think, I think I, there's a new stat that's saying a billion dollars a year or something like that now. I, I, I can't get past the fact that we're supporting that country. Meanwhile, Israeli commandos are still doing heinous things to the Syrian neighbors or, or, or in uh, Palestine at the Gaza Strip. They're still bombing the crap out of people, and the media doesn't want to say anything. Now, does it, does it mean every single Israeli person is bad or Jewish person is bad? No. It's the atrocities of their government that need to be removed. Just like our government. And everyone thinks that simply because the soldiers are there and our government's there, that all the people in the United States are exactly like that. No. It's completely wrong. I don't believe Israel should exist as a state because of everything that it did to hide up its lies. You want to move the capital of the Holy Land to Jerusalem? Fine, we did that. But why does it have to be in the name of Israel? Why can't it just be in the name of of God or the name of Jesus in the name of like why do we got to do it in the name of Israel Israel first of all didn't exist before the 50s yes you had the land of Judea the land of the Jew the way the Romans categorized them but then they left all the tribes left now why they left why they separated I don't I'm not a big history buff on it but 
for them to go somewhere else, like a nomadic tribe, and then come back and reclaim it. And meanwhile, these aren't the same original tribes of Israel. You have white European, white European descent, dissenters, wanting that land back. Let me ask you this. The Jews that were found in Africa, do they want to go back to Israel? No. How about the Jews that were found in uh, several parts of the Arabic provinces? Do they want to go back? No. Actually, most of them have said that the original Mecca, yes, it's Jerusalem, but it's not Israel. So I tell all the white, the white Jewish people, quote-unquote, that claim they're Jewish, because Jewish is not a race. It is a religion. I tell them all the time, are you okay with our government supporting Israel? And most of them say yes. And I said, okay, so therefore you're okay with Israel committing terroristic acts. Oh, but Israel lost land. I said, Israel wasn't even a state. I get into so many arguments about this stuff, guys. And regardless if you feel it's anti-Semitic you know, or not, we are talking about tyrants in this country doing the same exact thing to other countries. So how is it, how is it that we're going to support another nation that does the same thing? Ukraine's doing the same thing currently right now. I mean, look what happened in Serbia. Look what happened to the Ukrainian government then and what they did. The crimes against humanity, the human sex trafficking. And so if we're going to support Ukraine, we're supporting that? I don't think so. And we're not, we, we definitely shouldn't support Israel because Israel has a lot to do with that too. Kidnappings and, and, and rapings and tons of uh, mass murders because why? Because why? Because we have to? Because the United States has to? No. It's all about control and we are controlled. And that's what utterly annoys me about everything that we're talking about, that we have to support these countries. If, if not, we're a bad American and we're a bad person. So as far as I'm concerned, guys, when you do want to stand for our country, let me know. And let others know the truth. Until that point, you can't label yourself an actual American until you actually know real American history. Like Vinny was just quoting so, so nicely. Or you're not an American until you read the Constitution like I do. That to me is a true symbolic understanding of what it means to be free. Not just doing what Fox or CNN tells you to do. You have to be a relentless patriot in this fashion because this is what we believe. This is what makes you the different type of American citizen that has been long lost and forgotten. So I'm going to leave you guys with this quick tidbit of what it means to be an American. Liberty or death. Your choice, my friends. Thank you for tuning in to the Relentless Patriots Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media and visit us on the web at www.therelentlesspatriots.com.